to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Alex Moore. Hello. And we've got the Baron, John Babb. Good evening. Uh, well, I always say good evening. Yeah. When, if you're probably listening in the morning. Well, it's reco- recording in the evening, aren't we? <laughs> so it's natural. Yeah. But, you know, if it's evening, then it fits right into your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> right, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Blackburn. We'll preview the game against Derby. And in a second, we're going to obviously talk about some kind of managerial search that's going on. I don't really know what that's about, really. Um, firstly, just thank you to everyone who voted for us uh, at the nomination stage at this year's Football Blogging Awards. We really do appreciate your votes. Uh, the vote, the water enemy is in mid-November, so you'll obviously find out if we win because we'll probably brag about it too much and we'll probably be too quiet if we don't. So just thanks very much for, for voting. Before we get on to managers, gentlemen, um, today, via the uh, all the Champions League press conferences that are going on, Solbakken decided to uh, pip in a bit in the old managerial search at Wolves. So someone must have asked him about his opinion on what was going on. Uh, one comment he made... Um, was uh, I, I, yeah, I'm pleased I don't have to look at players on Steve Morgan's iPad anymore. Uh, and in regards to the job itself at Wolves, he said, if you were stupid to take that job there, you must take the blame. What are people's, well, firstly, views on his comments, but also what are your views, what now, what, three years on maybe, is it now? Three years on since Solbakken? Do you feel that he should have been given more time or was it right that he, that he went... Comments firstly, what do you think of those? I don't, I don't really think about him very much, to be honest, <laughs> these days. So, um, I don't know. It, it was one of those where it's almost got to the same as this current situation where part of me thinks he should have been given more time. But I was actually, you get a bit ambivalent about it. And the I, I, same with Zenga. I, I can see why he should go. I can see why he should stay. And I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay up worrying about it. And, and like his time's gone, yeah. his time's gone. I don't think he'll ever manage in this country again. I'm not going to worry about what Solbach has got to say. He, but why? Why? I don't think making bitter comments make get you anywhere in life. Yeah. And I think he should really have let water go by now, under the bridge by now, yeah. three years on, and just he should have he should have found a cleverer way of just answering that question and moving on. He doesn't look clever by doing it. So. Yeah, he was, I think he probably he was a Morgan man, wasn't he? I think Morgan was someone he, he bought yeah, in front of his, his Liverpool connection, wasn't it? And then obviously perhaps stole back and was probably sold the idea of revolutionising Wolves at the time and then comes to Christmas thinking he's going to try and get back, Wolves back up and he just goes out the pitch. So you can perhaps, to an, to an extent, understand perhaps why they're still a bit in this. Perhaps he still feels that he, especially his English football, he could have made a name for himself but in one, it was a good in opportunity one, in one situation he's criticising the madness of, of the championship and the players and whatever so if he didn't like it what, why would he have wanted to stay anyway mm. but or was he convinced that he was going to be in the Premier League six months later because I wasn't but I mean <laughs> so he'd have, had, he'd have had another division of it another year of it so I think he made another comment when they played Leicester at home as well like another same sort of thing press conference before the game they must have said something like it's your first game Back in England since the war thing, and he made another sort of snide, bitter comment. But I've got no harsh feelings towards him. I thought he was hard, harshly untreat, well, harshly treated. But I mean, we weren't going nowhere. I don't think we would have got relegated if he'd stayed on. No. I mean, we were probably what higher than we were now, and maybe higher than we were with Jacket was this time. Oh, definitely higher than yeah. we were now. Because mm. we, when we beat Blackpool, that wasn't that was not long before Christmas. And we, were, yeah. we were, it was we only were, a few we, days before Christmas. We were in the top half. Yeah, we actually yeah. Had, it was only oh, we had the lows in three matches. When I was looking at kind of Zenga's kind of stats compared to Jacket's kind of uh, last season, Solbakken's first season, there was actually a little blip before Christmas where we won three out of four 
and we kind of went back up the table again. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm yeah. with Alex's bet. I felt that he should have stayed on personally, mm. but I think perhaps sections of the fans had, he'd already lost, and I think some of the plays he'd already lost, but then I think you could argue about he's probably had two factions to manage there, all the new recruits and McCarthy's loyalists, and he was trying, and for a while it worked, didn't it? He blended the team together. We started off fantastically. Mm. And then all of a sudden, come what mid November, early November, it just went off the rails completely. So the said, same team, the same, you know, yeah. just decided it just weren't playing. I think he, he inherited a real bad squad, and then the players he brought in himself, and he spent quite at least money, like two and a half million on Siggy, etc., etc., like Dumbia and other. And Bakari. Yeah, Bakari, another waste of space that he did buy. But to be honest, I mean, like you say, we started off quite decently, and then we had a bad run. I think we lost to. Um, Peterborough, we lost to Ipswich and we lost to somebody else. And it, was then the, we, it was the Christmas, yeah. it was the Boxing Day. Yeah, it was the Christmas period, wasn't it? It was all that thing about the yeah, the training on the morning, cancelled Christmas Day training, didn't he? Yeah. And they trained on the morning of the Boxing Day game. Ah, and okay. There was a lot of bad feeling about that, saying that that was wrong. And Yeah. So. Oh, well, Stella. Mm. We'll never know. Mm. We'll never know. Well, let's talk about the big talking point, of course, which is Wolves' managerial search. You probably wouldn't have thought at the start of the season that the names of Paul Lambert, Tim Sherwood and Nigel Pearson could be in the frame for the Wolves' job, but that is the situation we're in at the moment. Wolves looking for a British manager with experience in the Championship and preferably promotion or a top six finish. And those are the names that are currently being touted now. Paul Lambert is the, the favourite at the moment, and by the time you listen to this, he could be the Wolves manager. It sounds like he, he, he could be the man, bar a change of heart or bar someone else coming into the frame. Now, Paul Lambert, if you look at it on paper, shouldn't be such a bad manager. Got Norwich promoted in consecutive seasons, kept them probably mid-table in the Premier League, went to Villa, which perhaps was a poison chalice even at the time, went to Blackburn last season and did the job he was asked to do and basically kept them up and decided to leave it into the season. We'll go through the other names as well, but I want to talk about Paul Lambert first, because he could be the man. What are your feelings on Paul Lambert as Wolves, presumably head coach still in that role? I think you can write off promotion or even top eight if he does come in. I think now I think he's got to sort of get... I think it's too late. I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's he's almost going to try I'm and just get the team words. back on track, yeah. isn't he? I mean, he's got he's got a massive job to do. I suppose the confidence in the team is very low. There's not much the morale is very low as well. So he's sort of got to come in now and then build that up, try and get a decent running before Christmas, and then if they do give him some money in the January transfer window, then who knows what happens? But I mean, he's done a fantastic job in Norwich. But I mean, like you say, it was a bit of shouldn't really gone to Villa, and then. Yeah, it, it's it's. I don't really know what to say. About I, it, I think to the, be pro- the problem is, is I think we had so much high expectations yeah. at the start of the season, and then when Zenga went, you still thought the caliber of manager we could bring in now should be high, and they they don't seem to be inspiring choices. Dude, I think probably because of their past jobs have ruined their reputation slightly. But you look at the names, and, it, and you don't. There's no one that just jumps at you. Go, oh yeah, that'll be a good manager. It's just. Uh, I think when we got linked at first, I mean, and I'm throwing the name in the hat now, but when we got linked to him, when Zenga was just sacked and Sam Allardyce came up, if what happened, if he'd have just left Sunderland at the end of last season, hadn't gone to the England job, every Wolves fan would have bit, their, bit your hand off and said, we'll have Allardyce. Because of what's happened with the whole England situation, a lot of people are a bit like, well, I don't want Allardyce because that's what happened. But he was still my first choice. Mm. But 
obviously he's pretty much rolled himself but in. But I guess Allardyce, from, again, it's social media, but he seems more of a universal choice yeah. that people would be happy with him. He's the bigger name that perhaps yeah. fans would like to see now. Realistically, he's probably just waiting for the Premier League job or yeah. waiting to get the Sunderland job back when they eventually get rid of Moyes. Or there might be other contractual issues that we yeah. don't know about, whether he can take a job yeah, exactly. um, in this country or... But what do you think, Johnny? Lambert first. What is that? Someone who you think, yeah, or is it like we talked about? Is it a bit of a? You don't blow me away. I've got no. to be honest. But anybody who's on the list, you've got to face it. There's going to be there's got to be some good on the CV. There's mm. got to be because otherwise they ain't going to be looking at them. No. Are they? But there's going to be some there's going to be some dark spots on the CV mm. because that's why they're in in the mix for the Wolves job because they're, a they're available and you've got to face where we are. Mm. Um, you know, we're, we're in the bottom half of the championship. Yeah. Um, unless the wages are astronomical or something that when they see the but then do you want people who are just fascinated by the wage I don't know whether we do really uh, like you say what he did at Norwich did he achieve that much more at Norwich than Kenny Jackett achieved here like he's taken Norwich from a low base in League One with nothing to lose got him one prize and look Jackett almost got us you know if yeah. we, uh, one more place higher and he, we might have got promoted because yeah. anything could happen in the playoffs yeah he hasn't achieved that much more. But then get, then yeah. he's left a bit of sour grapes at knowledge because he's walked out on them mm. and basically to take the Villa job because he sees them as a bigger club. Okay, and uh, you uh, can who, argue who, that. Yeah, who yeah. has succeeded at Villa? Yeah. And like, so you're not going to knock him too much for that. Mm. I mean, he's, he's he's kept the job for you know for damn sight longer than Zenga kept the yeah, Wolf yeah, job, yeah. so he ain't done that too bad. Um, and then Blackburn, I'm not going to knock for what he did there. But as I say, he's just not. I mean, you've gone from Wolves fans being pleased by a very charismatic manager in Zenga. Mm. He seems quite. He seems very similar to Jackie to me, mm. Lambert. We might, we might as well have kept Jackie. Well, that's what I mean. It's funny because what um, Fosen and, and, and Thelwell are doing now are perhaps the same criteria that Jess Moxley would have taken in the job. Yeah. And you can see when uh, Fosen took over and Jeff C seemed very like, you know, he wanted Jess to stay. And you perhaps can see that now because Jez had all this footballing experience and it's it's perhaps showing, something I talked about last week, the naivety of... The, the, the side of the coin that we didn't want to talk about, mm. the naivety of Fosun and yeah. and their knowledge. And they've if you if you have a stance where you say, right, we're going to have a British manager with experience, of course your pull is going to be very limited. Unless you're going to try and nab someone from a different team, which is going to be quite difficult... At this time of the season, yeah. unless you're going to promise them an open checkbook, yeah. the the caliber of manager and the type of manager you're going to get in is going to be very limited. That's probably why we're all a bit deflated by the choices. And even if yeah. Lambert comes in or Pearson, who we'll talk about in a second, you are just going to feel like, oh right, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, some of the things you've seen of Pearson in the last year or two have put you off in big style mm. for me. I mean, I thought he was very good for early on when he was at Leicester. I was mm. really impressed with him. He spoke very well and. By the end of when you, I thought he was speaking like a nutcase. It, it, um, it was interesting with Derby because when Derby brought him in at the start of the season, I thought, great, fantastic managerial sign there. He'll top six. And now, just only after a space of two months, you just think, well, I'm not really sure about that one. It's, I mean, um, what, Alex Pearson? I, I, after Halladice, I'd said Pearson myself, yeah. but with the Derby situation, it's just strange. There's a lot of rumours he upset high earners and things like that, so... They didn't upset. I think it was Tommins who was heavily involved in what happened. But yeah, I just took Pearson to be honest. Mm. But obviously, and I think he has been interviewed. But then you look who else has been interviewed as well. Is it Dougie Friedman as well? Has been. Interviewed? I really hope not. I mean, really yeah, hope not. That they they were confirmed that Friedman's been in, interviewed, Pearson and Lambert's been interviewed as well. So when you see Dougie Friedman's been interviewed, you just think 
God, where's that season ticket and where's the toilet? Like, <laughs> flush it down that toilet. It's obviously Ducky Freeman because obviously, universally, yeah, we, we don't want him. But he, I know he didn't do any inspiring job at Bolton, but he left Bolton with, from a Palace team who were the same season as Solbach and were, were they top? And he was really riding high with them. Hmm. So perhaps they've seen something there that makes them think. But again, it's like I talk about you, you're segmenting a British manager with championship experience who potentially is available. And, and you have really got a very limited list there. Yeah, and sometimes you have got to just take your blinkers off to sort of some of the jobs that they take. Like Forrest, I mean, I would imagine that is a desperate job with that chap being yeah. only. So, I mean, he didn't impress me at Forrest, but then again, as I say, it's probably a, a job that nobody could do. No. Uh, Tim Sherwood as well has been ne- mentioned. He's half and half again. Some people really like him, some people don't. Would what would you think of that appointment? I think when you when you manage a team like Tottenham, it's hard not to do a decent job with the players you've got. And I think like Villa again, that's just a po- poisonous job to go to. In the situation they were in, they were always going to get relegated last season. Mm. So regardless of who went there, they were going to get rele- relegated last season. So nobody has kept them up. So Again, but if you're on experience, he's not got experience. Mm-hmm. He's got half a season at Tottenham and half a quarter of a season at Villa. So, are there any names out there that you would like Wolves to potentially consider? They don't have to be British. But they could be foreign. That you think you know what? Why aren't we giving this this person? Well, a one or two of the CVs are the people who were mentioned earlier on. You know, you like see your Silvers and yeah. people like that, the Pereiras, and they, they look quite good. Mm. But you just wonder whether there was actually tentative moves and there's, maybe there's been chats with agents and they're just not interested in that level. When you're coming into a club who's 19th in the Championship you get, you're going into November. I think if we were doing this managerial search at the start of the season, yeah. it'd have probably been done by now. Mm. I think because obviously the people see we've just been taken over by a massive company with enormous wealth. It's really exciting. Most managers beat your arm off. But now, like you say, we're at 19th, 18th in the table. It's not looking great. We are pretty much in a relegation battle at this point of the season. Nobody's going to get. Nobody's going to be stupid enough to come. But that, that. that's what worries me about the managerial search we've got now is that are most of the candidates we're perhaps interviewing or looking at just these journeyman managers who are thinking, "Wow, that'll be a great club job to go to." It, it, look at the money I could potentially spend. Where what could they actually achieve at the club? Is it really a, a big enough name to inspire the players? Is it a big enough? Is it have they really got the credentials to if do right, what you want? For me, if the right person's not there, I don't see why you you would take you, you'd employ somebody for the sake of it. Mm. I know Zingles only on a one year, yeah. like, but I can't imagine anybody not taking the job on at least until June, the following of, mm. t- of twenty eighteen. So they're going to be on at least a season and a half minimum. But what? Why would you take somebody you don't really want if he's not mm. the right person? You just, you just carry on with Edwards for a time. Things might change in January. Things could be different. Mm. Could be different people available. There certainly will be different availability in the summer, and people will find the job a little bit more attractive when they've got a transfer window. And if they were sitting, if they were offered the job on June the first or something, or July the first, with a transfer window ahead mm. and a fresh season starting on a zero points with everybody, the job will become more attractive than what it is at the minute. Mm. That's what I think, but does it is it a bit worrying as well that it highlights how um, kind of quick and rash the Zenger appointment was? Because obviously, perhaps you know we, we missed out on Lopetegui. Then all of a sudden, Zenger comes in. Her man, who you know has been reported recently, didn't really kind of visit the academy, which Jeff Sheen is quite keen on. And you're thinking, and we seem to be adopting 
now with his new managerial search, the criteria that Jacket perhaps was recruited on, that previous managers were recruited on with Moxie, does it just, I don't know, they've just come into the role and thought, what, we're going to change everything, and then they've just realised very quickly, actually, we need to just go back to how things were done previously. I think they've come in with all these bright ideas, OK, we're going to run it this way, this way, and this way, and they've realised in what? Three, four months, and it's not worked. Mm. And they've, like you said, they've had to come back to square one and think, well, this hasn't worked. We're going to have to go back to where the way it was. And a lot of people are throwing the, throwing this in there that maybe we should have kept Jacket till January, maybe we should have kept him till Christmas. You know, I mean, I think that would have been a sensible idea. I mean, let's be honest, I mean, could Zenger have done, could Jacket have done any worse than what Zenger did, to mm. be honest? I mean, Everybody was calling for his head at the end of last season, even myself. I'm not going to deny I wasn't. Mm. I wasn't his biggest fan, I never have been. But you can't have done a worse job than what Zenger's done at the moment. But I guess that's hindsight now, isn't yeah. it? With, with the situation, if Wolves were sixth or seventh with charismatic Zenger, you'd been thinking, yeah. well, I'm so glad we got rid of Jackie. Well, yeah. so the problem was the, t- the takeover went through too late. Yeah. It went on for weeks and months, yeah. well, months, months. Then, it, then in the end, it was a matter of weeks too late. Mm. It was months too late, really. But those last few weeks were crucial. Mm. Get, you know, and they appointed a manager that was a few days before the start of the season. He's a right gamble. Well, it was mm. strange because I think he said the week before the Swansea game, he said Jeff She sat down with Kenny Jacket and Kenny Jacket came out in a press conference and said or a video and said, "I've met the owner, Jeff She. Get on with him, and he's reassured me and all this sort of stuff." Mm. A week later, the night before the game, that Swansea game in pre-season, eleven o'clock at night. Jacket's been sacked. Mm. Well, I mean, obviously, we all felt, found out that he'd been sacked at 11 o'clock and I, but obviously, it'd probably been done sometime in the day. But the, but the most odd it. time to announce the sacking was at like 11 o'clock at night, but that's the sort of thing. And then everybody, most people didn't really realise till in the morning. So mm. you're waking up and thinking, well, somebody at the manager's been sacked. Mm. So I just think it's all been a little bit of a shambles, to be honest. And I think everybody's promised all these this excitement. Like he said, he wants to be as big as Man United in 10 years and have the wealth of what they've got and blah 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 but this is Jeff Shee you're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's does it does it now show for us a more of a realism about our team and, and the market in terms of we all thought we had this money in we'll be able to attract all these players we'll be able to attract these high caliber managers we're going to get in the Premier League we're going to be, become a big team where actually the reality is it's quite lucky to be in a position where you can attract all those things and you see a lot of teams like Leeds and Forest who have big owners, but they just they struggle to understand the fundamentals to get it right. Is it? I still uh, think you can really attract players, especially foreign players. You can offer them the money, but I just don't think they want to come and play second division English football. I think the the way forward, everybody wants to play in the Premier League. Nobody wants to play in the Championship. You've got to get there first. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to play in the Championship. I mean, we should. We've got to do. We've we know what how it works. Mick McCarthy done it. Do what? I'm not saying bring McCarthy back and how we done it, but. That season when you had young English strike Jarvis, Cartley down the wing, Ebanks Blake up front, the old fashioned sort of target man, and it worked and we won the league comfortably. Get that and then start splashing the money on foreign players like Premier League sides do, but you can't bring in eight million pound Portuguese players and then expect him to set the light to fire when he mm. probably in hindsight he probably doesn't want to be at the Wolves when you think about mm. it. You can't go from Monaco to Wolves. you can't tell me someone wanted to leave Monaco to come to Wolverhampton. Hey, I don't know. I don't oh, know. No, I'm not. City of Dreams. Well, you know, last time I was on, I said what I thought about it. It is most odd. But I must say, I thought his body language at yeah. Blackburn looked a lot better, in all fairness. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
But I, I, I was quite pleased with his attitude when yeah. he come on. But I mean, what he must think sitting on the bench, I do not know, looking on and thinking, what, what am I doing sitting on the bench? What am I actually doing here? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was by the Riviera. <laughs> I was on the on the watching the Grand Prix this time last year. Now I'm in Blackburn. Do you on the he bench. went on his phone. And he looked on time hop. This time last year he was playing PSG at Park de Princess. This time I'm at Black, Blackburn away on the bench. <laughs> and Jed Wallace, who was on loan at Millwall. He's in my place. Yeah. And he's just look what he's doing. And he's just <laughs> fell over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll talk about Blackburn in a second, but um, before we finish this segment, gentlemen, uh, by the time you're listening to this or by the next podcast, Wolves could have a new manager. So who do you think will be the new Wolves manager in this time? Um, but who would you like to be Wolves manager? In that kind of your head in your heart... What's your head telling you or what's your heart telling you? The pro- I don't think you just know enough about what what, what really is happening behind the no. scenes. Is it really down just to those three or, or not? I you know. mean to what, Thelwell, Jeff and... No, I mean, is it down to just those three names that we've been... Yeah. Oh, you the... know, in terms of um, Pierce and Sherwood and, mm. and Lambert? Or is there is there really any other people? I'd love, I'd love for us just to randomly surprise us and come out with a massive name out of nowhere. <laughs> AVB just rocks off. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but if it was, oh, if we go back hell. to August, it wouldn't have surprised me. No, it exactly. But it would, but it would that, surprise me now. But was that fan expectations again? Just suggesting we've got this money. Oh, I bet you will get in because people were suggesting the summer when um, Jack initially got sacked before Zenga was appointed that morning. Andre Villas-Boas. Now, don't get me wrong. I think any Wolves fan in the world really would love a high calibre name as Andre Villas-Boas but that's never going to happen in the Championship never. perhaps if Wolves got promoted to the Premier League and they they, yeah, they did different. what Southampton have done and gone right we're getting a bit a better manager now but we probably would have been realistic and we've got to get a manager who knows this league who knows how to get promoted mm. so it's not unusual, is it, for clubs now? To, it's almost to have a, ma- a different manager every year now. No, 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 no. Particularly abroad, it's, yeah. it's commonplace. You've seen but it's it becoming more common. Yeah. yeah. Well, like like Southampton, Watford, Watford yeah. example, they do it. Yeah. You know, and if we got oh, you know, if we got to the Premier League, I wouldn't be against that method if I knew we were getting a manager and he would progress us further. Yeah. Like the whole Mick McCarthy argument about against Blackburn, they should have sacked him and brought in a. A more experienced manager. Hmm. Anyway, back to the original question: Who do you think will be Wolves manager, and who would you like to be Wolves manager? What's your head and your heart saying? Can we pick anybody? Oh, yeah. Well, one is re- anybody re- realistically. Could, yeah, realistically, anybody realistically, you'd be like, you know, I think I would love it if we could get that person because I think we could get that person, but I think it will probably be this person. That's the question. I think. Proposing. I think. Ooh, I think Lambert's going to get it. Yeah. I don't want him to get it. I think. Being realistic, I would have liked Sam Allardyce, but I'm going to say I would like Pearson to get it. Okay. So Pearson, you'd like to get it, but yeah. you think Lambert's going to I get think it. Lambert's going to get it. John, what's your head telling you? What's your heart telling you? I think if we're going to stay quite quite you know, with, with the methods that we're supposed to be going and the way we want to play football, I wouldn't mind. I'd like to go for somebody like a Lee Johnson, but we wouldn't get him. You'd mm. never get him to move from. And it's a sad thing to say that you couldn't get somebody to move from Bristol City to Wolverhampton, mm. but I don't think you could. And But. Oh, that's the sort of manager I'd rather go for. Somebody who's progressed, progressed, progressed. Mm. I don't think somebody like Justin Edinburgh's probably just done quite enough yet at somebody like Gillingham to, to come to Wolves. But I'd rather have that sort of manager rather than somebody who's been there, you know, succeeded and failed and, mm. you know, almost he's on, on the way to the back door. Yeah, I want yeah. somebody who's still heading for the front door. Um, 
So Lee Johnson is the yeah, kind of you'd like you'd yeah, like to so, see that, but who who do you think will get it? One of the three names, probably. One of the three names, because I think the people who are probably well, who are probably quite well informed who are giving us that information. But what's worry, you know, for me, if if that's it, well, I'd rather probably just stick with Rob Edwards for a bit for a bit longer and see, as I said earlier, and see what happens. Yeah, I think I think it'll be Lambert. I I know I just made this whole argument about getting a championship experience. Actually, you know what, Lambert. But I tell you who would like us to get Chris Hewton. I know he wouldn't leave Brighton. I know he's probably doing very well there. Why would he leave? But again, it's that it's that thing of could you entice somebody like that with an open checkbook? I think again, at the start of the season, you could have brought somebody like Lee Johnson or maybe even Gary Monk or maybe mm. even Chris Hewton. But at this point in the season, I think we're too late to attract somebody of that name. It's disappointing because we're already now at a point in the season where we're having just to. Pretty much go for second best. Yeah. We're well, not just that, just to consolidate already and just stabilise the ship, which yeah. really, if you think about it, isn't sinking at all, no. but it's rocky and you already need someone just to stabilise the ship. And if you get 11th, you'd be like, okay, well, we'll have to start again next season. Mm. Oh, well. I mean, the one name that I thought we might, he's not been mentioned against, is, 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 is Warburton. Mm. I think you, yeah, I yeah. thought you might get him from Rangers because I don't think everything's totally happy up no. there in the camp. But I think he's heavily linked with the Wigan job, and I could see, I could see maybe leaning towards the Wigan job more than the Wolf job. I think. But why would you lean towards Wigan? They're bottom. Well, 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 like, not that you're going to judge necessarily by English but Wigan are small, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. You know. English football, though, again compared to Scottish football. Yeah, I can see why you'd move, yeah. but you wouldn't. I mean, if I, you you think that's the one thing, if you think well, it's Wigan or Wolves, you'd expect people to go for Wolves. Yeah. But at the moment, I wouldn't expect people to go for the Wolves job in front of Bristol City, especially if they're in there. But. I don't know. Um, I, I, I could throw I think Warburton fine, but oh, no, I'm, I'm no, not going no. to. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about uh, the game on Saturday evening at Ewell Park. Wolves drew one all with Blackburn Rovers, which once again wasn't really an inspiring performance. Uh, Dave Edwards, the danger, the man once again saved Wolves uh, from an embarrassing defeat. Uh, gentlemen, it wasn't. It was just a dull game, wasn't it? There wasn't, apart from perhaps near the end of the second half, there wasn't anything. To inspire you from the performance, and um, t- for me, Blackburn again weren't all that. What were your initial reactions from the draw on Saturday? Well, I thought it was yeah, like very disappointed. I thought yeah. they were very poor. Yeah, it was, it, it was a bit like watching the game against Villa. Uh, you've got to put it into context. You want, you're playing a, a poor team. You're one nil down, uh, and you think, "Gosh, we're one nil down. This game's winnable." Mm. Obviously, we, we'd, we'd already drawn level at half time by the time we played when we played Villa. But at half time, I actually thought we're one nil down. We should win this. Mm. I thought if we get one early, we could win this two one three one because I thought they were rubbish. But then you got to look. Then you got to look back on that. And you think, well, actually, we, you know, we haven't done a lot against a very very poor team again. You know, very similar to like when we played at Wigan and we were rubbish there against poor teams. Mm. Villa at the time. I mean, Villa. When you look back at the end of the season, we might actually think, oh, that was a good point of Villa. Mm. But you've got to think about it at the time the game was played. Yeah. And they were the, they were ripe for the taking. Mm. They, they were awful. And you know we're celebrating at the end. People saying, "Oh, we got to remember the day out at Birmingham, Newcastle, which is great, and remember the day out at Villa, the day we drew, with a team that were playing rubbish. Yeah. You know, they were there almost lying down the last twenty mm. minutes, and we we got a one-one draw. 
mean, I don't really see that as something to do with lack of honour about. But I mean, that's <laughs> what, it's, it's. I think the Villa, the Villa performance got hyped up a little bit. To be fair, I don't yeah. think we were that good. And realistically, like we should have won the game. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course and it, I think and there, there was people, a part of unlook. I thought there. Yeah, a lot of people were blaming the referees. You know, it's the referees' fault. But at the end of the game, we had plenty of chances that we should have banged in the yeah. back of the net. You can't blame it on the referee. And I think going back to Saturday. Obviously being there, the only entertaining thing was the protest and then throwing rubber chickens on the pitch. That's the only. <laughs> the game, the game momentarily got stopped while the referee yeah. picked up an inflatable chicken. Yeah. I mean, but that's the only. That's the highlight thing that went on in the game. And you. But talk so about awful. looking the game. I mean, what goes round comes round a little bit in a, during a season. So, yeah. so, so they say. I never quite believe it actually even itself out. But Danny Bart should have been sent off. Oh yeah. 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 I, I mean, think I think got... the first booking was a little bit yeah. harsh as myself, mm. but once he'd added, the second one was absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah. I think that could go in probably his, one of his worst performances as well. I thought he was... What he was doing for the first goal? More more ammunition for the anti-Bart yeah. uh, brigade. Yeah. Some of, the, yeah like. some of the... When you think... The, I mean, you, you've got to look at the marking for the Brighton goal. The, the, like you yeah. say, that 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 goal was bad there. Look at the Wigan. Some of the goals are Wigan as well. Mm. In central defence, the defenders, they're not marking anybody in the box. You know, it's got centre forwards in like acres of space in in your own box. It's a, it's it sort a of seems like they've adapted like a zonal marking sort of thing, and they're yeah. they're marking that area regardless of where the player is. Mm. And like they could be marking like, could be marking Messi, but now I've got to mark this bit space. Messi's two foot away from me, but I've got to mark this space here. I've got to mark this zonal spot. And he was just that goal. He just he was ten foot. Couple of centimeters away from him, we, and he's just ah, smashed back of the net. It was quite interesting because on the half-time analysis uh, from good old Ian Holloway, yeah. um, he, he did make a good point because when, when you rewatched the goal, you saw Bart, Bart sorry, you know, signalling to Doherty saying, "Watch, it was Gallagher, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Scored. it was a cracking goal. Yeah, a a but he's telling him to, mark, to to watch him when that's Bart's job to do that, and it comes in, and obviously Bart's yeah. nowhere near him. If he just Kind of taken a couple of seconds earlier, he would have probably could have if blocked the top guard If he'd done his job of being a captain and thought, "Well, I'll do this," it'd have been a different story. But I think he then you again it's more ammunition for the anti bath brigade, and then you're thinking, "Well, you know, should he be captain? Like he should demand the defence a bit more. Like should he be telling Doherty to do this? When realistically, that's his job. He should be clearing the ball away, sort of thing." But I just think again, it's just. I think that goal pinpointed how bad the whole team were. I mean, that just showed how rubbish the whole team were on Saturday. The first half, though, there were chances. Cody had a couple of chances. David was had a, a very good chance, unlucky yeah. perhaps not to, to, to finish that shot. But it's it's that consistent thing we've got at the moment, which you can, again, make this argument about if if, got, if shots had gone in, which should have been goals under Zenga. Zenga probably wouldn't be in this position now. We could be higher up the table. But we have this consistent thing where we just you get to that last little bit... And Wolves just can't actually finish a shot. I mean, it's it's just we haven't got a striker really no. who scores goals. That's no. the problem. And the mo- I mean, everybody was very hopeful because of Bob Varson's goal at Rotherham mm. and a couple of early goals. But he doesn't look like a fifteen goal a season. No. And they he's he's dry. Unfortunately, he does everything else really well apart from <sighs> his main role in this way. He does hold the ball at well. He's very. I don't know whether he's lost a bit of confidence there, but so he hasn't been doing that that well. But mm. he doesn't look fully fit to me. He mm. looks like we're, we're we're wheeling him out out of necessity. I think at the he's moment. the sort of player that Kevin Doyle was. Kevin Doyle is great. Sort of player that he does, and Kevin Doyle got heaps of stick for it. Mm. But Bod Varson, like we, I mentioned earlier in the season, somebody said to me, 
he's a cult hero. You agreed with me, because mm-hmm. he got the two early goals at the start of the season. And, and, the, and the clap. Yeah. Because yeah. like like Iceland had done well in the, in the, in the Euros. Yeah. He scored early goals, and then the clap. It's, it, it becomes the a cult hero that you can't actually withdraw that, because you, yeah. you, as fans, you've given him that. Yeah. You can't really take it away and say, oh, hang on, sorry, you're not a cult hero anymore. Uh, you're just a player. It's like a little award. That, sorry, I'm just going to take it. Was only for, it was only for August. Yeah. <laughs> it's like man of the match, but no, you can't have that yeah. now. Sorry, but yeah, I think again, he's. I, I, I think I said this at all the season as well. On one of the earlier podcasts, I don't think he'll score fifteen goal no. season, and we haven't got a fifteen, twenty, thirty goal season striker. And if you want to be getting that top six, you need a striker that's going to get you to fifteen goals. Mm. You need to look at your stats at the end of the season. There needs to be a striker there that scored fifteen goals. Like we were when we just missed out in the playoffs, and I think like a we got like twelve or thirteen goals. Dicko got like fifteen. Sacco got fifteen. So that was front three. They were quite free scoring, but this year you can't. Hit, nobody can even hit the target. Never mind mm. put the ball in the back of the net. So we're not even really creating that many chances. And it's, so. it's it's since probably we brought in Dicko. Actually, it's been a problem we've been trying to solve for years. Trying to get a you know a consistent high goal scorer. Into the side, every transfer window is we need a striker, and we had one. Well, since Ebanks Blake's injury, yeah. Birmingham's been the problem. Yeah, but we, we, we every single window we need you know a, a striker with a proven record, and we can never get them. Well, I think we had a phobia, and we obviously we we, was, we just couldn't keep him. I mm. mean, his heart was set on Premier League football, regardless of who it with, and he got it in the end. So mm. I think we could have offered him more money than he was on at Bournemouth, but I think his heart was set on Premier League football, mm. and he lost it. It's working out well for him now, isn't it? Ooh, what a bird! Ooh. You sound like Saul Bacon. Okay, so where was I? Oh yeah. Okay, David Woods. Let's talk about his goal. Lovely little goal by Edwards. There where you need him again. When he missed a few chances, and my heart sank when he missed when he sort of like. Oh, that shot! That shot! Yeah. So like Bambi on ice. And my heart sank when he missed that. <laughs> And then the header as well, about two, three minutes earlier when he's headed it over. I think that was quite hard, the header was. Mm, mm. I know, obviously, he was coming back, so he sort of like, had to adjust his body, but that shot, my heart sank. But Dave like, Edwards, once again, he's there up. when you need him. At least he gets in the yeah. goal-scoring area of the box. No, no, nobody else mm. does. No other midfielders no. ever getting anywhere near. There's Most of them don't even get near the box. And again, it's a point I made on this week. I still find it baffling why people hate him. I really do. People, I, don't think, I don't think people hate people him. People really don't yeah. like him. I know, yeah. again, no, I think no, it's no, social think... media amplifying it, but I think people hate the idea of Dave Redwoods, that he's yeah. not a continental, you know, he's a flair, fantastic footballer. That's why I don't think people really like Connor Cody and Jed Wallace, because they're not this flairy kind of player that people. Think we should have now that we we deserve to have these type of players now. Yeah, well, well, actually, in this I league, think I think that's a bit harsh to say they hate him because I don't see mm. how you can hate Dave Edwards, somebody who gives he gives his lot for Wolves no, yeah. every week. But he, 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 he's heavily disliked. Yeah, he's okay, disliked, yeah, disliked as a footballer, but not as a person. Yeah, you've got to be careful how you phrase it, really, because to be okay. fair, I mean, you look at any interviews, he's Wolves through and through. He yeah. tries his heart, and you can't fault that. You can't, in one hand, say if as fans, all we want is people to go out and give their lot, and you know, and then somebody go and do it and slate them. Because mm. you can't, because really, if you if you're saying that's what you want, that's not what you mean. But I mean, after the game, there was still. I mean, obviously, I think he got man of the match. Against, yeah, against, which yeah, was against. ridiculous because yeah. that was for both sides. That yeah. was Blackburn and Wolves. Ah, right, okay. I mean. Come on. I mean, I know the man of the match for the Wolves was a bit of a grey area because there wasn't really many up for it, but he couldn't be a man of the match for both teams, could he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Well, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he yeah. was. He was <laughs> in the day. He got one of the match. I think it was supposed to be for Sam Gallagher, really, and he nicked it. That's fine. But, you know, he's, I looked at the, the, the stats for this month. Wolves only scored three goals in October. Two from open play, both from Dave Edwards. Yeah. And it, again, it, obviously, obviously, obviously it highlights the fact that we haven't got a consistent goal scorer and we haven't been able to finish chances, but the goals have come from Dave Edwards. Hmm. And he's the type of player, I think, in, in where the situation we're now in and the league, that I think you've got to be realistic and say he's the perfect type of player. I think he's that sort of player. Like if you watch him quite close on, the way he's like, he'd be perfect in the role he is as a sort of captain. Like he's just issuing players what to do, he's telling players what to do, where to stand. On like set pieces, mm. he's like telling Doherty to go over there, especially like the foreign players like Tashira and Costa. He's saying, You stand there, you stand there, and he's quite vocal. And then you look at someone like Danny Bath, and he's just standing there, like, Oh, I'm playing football. And then, but he'd look like you say, he's Walsman for and he loves the club and he wants mm. the club to succeed and everything else. But okay, he's not the most gifted technical footballer, but who is in the Wolf squad? Mm. Let's be honest, mm. no, no one in the Wolf squad sets light, and people saying, like. How is Texera start? How is David just starting over Texera and Cavalera? Okay, maybe they play for Benfica and then Cavalera costs eight million. But what have they done when they've been given the chances? Mm. It's sort of Nathan Byrne esque last season. Why isn't Nathan Byrne playing? But when Nathan Byrne had played, he hadn't done anything, mm. sort of thing. And, and I, you know, I'm not saying that Edwards is perfect. Of course, he's not. I'm not saying he's like the Messiah or anything like that. But I just think perhaps. We don't appreciate. Are you expecting him to be player? used a lot more as an impact sub? Yeah. To be honest, and I'm very, very surprised that he starts every game. Mm. I've got to be. I, I, I got. I, I got a lot of time for him, but I, mm. I don't think he should be starting every mm. game. I've got to be honest. He shouldn't be on the team for every match. If you look at that starting eleven, I think we talked. I think we talked about last week that we, you wouldn't be surprised to see people like Jed Wallace and Conor Cody back in. They were back in the side, but like Alex's point, people are. You know, a lot of fans are saying, you know, why isn't. Texera playing and yeah. Cavalera playing, but the start of the season when we had that very good run at the start of the season, they weren't playing. That the Cavalera, I, I don't know off the top of my head, of course, but I'd like to see how many starts Cavalero has had this season. He started at weekend. He started when Bod Varson didn't yeah. play. Basically, yeah. he's had what maybe three, four starts. I expect two or three. Two, yeah. two, two, two or three. three. I think he started at Burton, and then he started against Wigan. Mm. I think that's. But it. if Zengia wasn't starting him. And I know it's only been one game, probably for a very brief period for Rob Edwards is starting. Perhaps we need to start thinking about why aren't they starting? We, I know we're calling them from the start, but these are people who are at the club who are obviously not starting. They, they see him day in, day out. Yeah. Obviously, we only see him. And there's probably a pressure because yeah. he is the most expensive, you know, he's the record signing. What is from Monaco? He'd been yeah. brought, you know, he was sold for 15 million from his previous yeah. club. Why isn't he signing? And Texier as well started the season fantastically. But now he's on the bench. Why? Why? You know. Why? But, but some of the people who've been around longer, I don't really. I've, I've never seen. I've never been named by by Jed Wallace. Mm. I mean, he might, I, I, but because he's young and because he's had an impact at Portsmouth, an impact at Millwall, yeah, and yeah. Le, you think, well, maybe he should be given a bit more. But maybe another loan and get mm. it again. But at the end of the day, he'll probably get to the end of his loan, and that'll be him finished. Oh, we, we also forget though at the start of the season. If you look at the, the starting 11s it was Jed Wallace. It, it was, was Jed, Jed Wallace, Wallace and Joe Mason on the wings. Yeah, mm. we, that's what was getting the results. And then we obviously Zenga tried bleeding the new players, and something just hasn't gone right there. And uh, there's a part of me that wouldn't be surprised if we see that kind that that start starting level from the start of the season, that kind of side, more consistently through the as the season goes on. 
because he's lamp. I don't know. But the well, only I'll, game that Jed Wallace has, 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 as I would say, played well in is the Birmingham game. Hmm. Yeah. Obviously, he's played well in yeah, any yeah. other game. Um, we don't know. Looks a, I'm not yeah. average in a week. Again, so. I'm not saying that Wallace should be playing in a week. Yeah. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised if those type of players are now consistently more in the side. Well, I don't, know. I don't see how that's a step forward, don't really. No idea. But then. Because, well, you, we might as well start talking about bringing Ebanks Landell back from Sheffield United. Oh, yeah. Because he's playing well every week, getting great reports. And you look at the centre R's we've got, and Danny's making this. We might, we might as well bring Ebanks Landell back and put him. If we're going to have retrograde steps. Goal machine. Well, yeah. Goal machine, Ebanks <laughs> Landell. And he scored more than all of our team players <laughs> at the moment. I think he scored about four goals. Yeah. I think David is our leading goal scorer, isn't he? Put him joint. Front. Uh, well, I think they've lost yeah, a game. They've they, 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 they lost a league game. I think what he's played. Oh, really? No, they've lost in the cup. Oh, they, yeah. they, they lost a get league game. Did anyone come out of that game well, then, gentlemen, uh, against Blackburn? A lot of people talked about how Cavalera, when he came on, did really well, and Teixeira. Did anyone, in general, come out of that game well? Yeah, the two subs played well. I thought yeah. Connor, the people who were on from the start, I thought Cody was probably the pick. Mm. Alex, anyone for you? Pretty much the same, to be honest. Mm. I thought Dave Edwards, I was quite surprised when he got him out of the match. I was quite glad he did. But, again, I thought he was quite surprising. I mean, that's about it, really. It Lon- wasn't a fantastic game. Lonergan obviously came on the second half. We'll talk about Derby, but Akimi could be a date for Derby as well. So, Lonergan, I think he made a good, good I mean, we've, save we've, to start the second half. We have sort of took a little bit to Lonergan, especially Stu. Put your hands up, Stu, because he hates him. But... <laughs> I thought we played. Fun. I thought we played really well. He made some decent saves. I say most of the saves were quite direct at him. So mm. Obviously, you should be saving those. But some saves he was quite, quite decent saves. But yeah, that's the best we've got. I was, I was wondering the other day what's happened to John Flat. I know yeah, because I, I'm still I'm sure he's still under. He's, well, he's, I think he's my age. He's 22, so he's yeah. still allowed to play in the 23s. And well, is it Jack Ruddy or John Ruddy we signed from Berry? But, but the, the, Harry Burgoyne's got the 23 yeah. spot at the moment, hasn't he? Yeah. I think. But I'm, again, I could be wrong, but I'm sure like when you see the teams arriving and you see photos arriving to, to so John, John Flat is there, yeah. Yeah. so maybe they're trying to integrate him into the squad more, but he's just not. But they're trying, yeah. I, think they, I think they really want to get him out on a loan, but mm. that's the trouble with it. The, 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 the loans disappearing yeah. in the, outside the window now have made it very difficult for those sort of players. Mm. And I'm not sure it's such a good thing. No, I don't. No. But that's the problem with the, the massive squad we've got at the moment. It well. is, yeah. I mean, it might. I think it might work. It might be fair in the in the top division, mm. and it might be fair that we can't actually take loans in. But mm. I think it's a bit farcical that we can't loan players down to divisions below and, yeah. and gr- more grassroots level of League Two or National League or something. I, th- I think it's farcical. Yeah. Personally, that you can't get rid of people in November, and some of these people aren't carrying that bigger squad. And and we talked about. I know, Judge you said about how there wasn't really a man of the match, and perhaps Dave Edwards shouldn't have got a man of the match. But you work your man's man of the match. If you had to doth your cap to someone to say you were my man of the match against Blackburn, who would match. you give it to? You work your man's man of the match. Would be either. I've just stitched. You're about to stitch their name into their little flat cap. My, my man of the match would be a sub because he changed, he made the game more in, either Tetchier or Cavalero because they made the game interesting and entertaining. And up until they and up until they came on. I wasn't really very entertained. A joint cap for Texiera Cavalera. Yeah. Yeah. Half and half. A half and half cap. Yeah. Alex, who would you manage the match be? Um, 
It's really hard on this. I'm just going to say Dave Edwards. Let, yeah. him, let him keep it. Why let him, not? Let him have, him, let him have both. You yeah. surprised him, wasn't it? Yeah. Now you're gone. He's my... I do like Dave Edwards. I'm a big fan, big fan. Uh, right, we'll go on to uh, this Saturday's game once again on Sky. Uh, lunchtime kick-off, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. Against Derby. Um, they got their new manager in quite early, obviously, after Pearson got sacked. Steve McLaren back at the helm at Derby County and they've had a bit of resurgence since he's come back in am I right in thinking they're undefeated since he's come back in yeah. I'm going to make that guess I think they did they kick off with a couple of nil-nils or did they lose the first one one nil or something I'll try I think and, they lost the first one I'll try and clarify it on my phone as I keep talking uh, but the big one of course is uh, Carl Akimi's a doubt after a potential injury against Blackburn so Lonergan might come in uh, this could be depending if um, a new manager comes in Rob Edwards his last game in charges interim head coach um, what starting lineup would you like to see or do you think we'll see against Derby because is he going to make changes from Blackburn do you think I think firstly do you think Rob Edwards is, is in the frame for the job or would you like to see him? I think he's going to be in charge for a Saturday yeah. I think they've said like I think it's possibly going to be next week now before we find out who the so they've got a two-week window for the yeah, first game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you can't have a name which keeper you're going to put in because you know who's going to play. No, this is the problem. I think there's quite a few underlying small niggling injuries because unless one or two of the players are losing hearts because that Roman Sace, that's not the same Roman Sace I've seen playing at Newcastle. No. Like, to me, he didn't, either he didn't look interested or he wasn't fit enough to get round the pitch. He, he, yeah, he was immobile for me. I mean, that Newcastle game, he was everywhere. He was amazing. Yeah, and I think last time we were on against after Wigan, he said that game has brought him so much more time. If he'd have had the game he did, he did on Saturday or against Wigan, he'd think, oh, "Christ, what the hell have we signed here?" Mm. But after Newcastle, he had such a good game. Yeah, everybody was like, "Well, what have we got here?" Same as Bod Varson. Mm. First two, three games, everybody was like, "Yeah, he's amazing." And there we sort of declined, and a fair few other players. Tech Shearer came in, everybody thought, Christ, he's amazing, sign him. And he's thinking, yeah, like, so he's declined. So I think it's mostly down to confidence. I think you can say the, the morale and the confidence in the squad is very, very low. And I think that is showing in the mm. team. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think the confidence is rocking rock bottom. And again, it's part of that because Zenga's gone, because you kind of got the impression they were, they were behind Zenga. Yeah, and the results weren't that bad no. that the confidence sh- should be show- so shot. Mm. That it-, it shouldn't be that bad. Um, and, and perhaps they were disappointed yeah. because Zenga went and they didn't feel like he should have gone at that time. Well, you, mm, I don't know, even in his last game though against Leeds, I didn't think they played with great mm. confidence. So, But I couldn't understand why they were playing with so little confidence because you'd have thought as a manager he's the sort of player who would give you confidence. Mm. You know, when he mounts passion and everything yeah. and mm. passion and everything else. Like he lo- like his passion and love of the club and everything. You think, surely, the first thing on his list to do is like boost the confidence. You know? mm. Look at this club you play for. Obviously, he bangs on about passion so much. He just didn't seem to filter that through mm. to the players. Well, maybe the squad size is so big, people are fearful of their place all the time. Yeah. And they, they, they make a mistake and then they get bombed out, they're sitting in the stands the next week. And maybe that doesn't help. I think it is bizarre. I think the size of the squad we have got is a little bit too big, I'd say. I think mm. it is pretty much, what, 24, 25 there. Yeah. And even some Premier League size haven't got that. I mean, mm. when you're looking at it, when well, I mean, how many centre midfielders have we got? About six, seven? Yeah. When you look at the Premier League, when they're 
third choice midfielder. They're having to graft somebody in from mm. the under twenty threes, maybe even the under eighteens. We've got like six players for the centre midfield role. So we've, we've got, got lots of players wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for like one of them, I mean, and, and you're forgetting that obviously Jordan Graham and Zyra are going to be coming back, and, and James Henry in January as well. Yeah. So that's just bizarre. I mean, we've got such a big squad, and exactly, we've got loads of players out on loan as well. It's, it's bizarre. We're back, uh, back onto Derby. Do you think we might see people? Do you think we might see a very similar team uh, against? against I wouldn't be surprised against, if we saw the exact same team. Yeah, I wouldn't Pat, be surprised. Rob Edwards perhaps going for a let's try and get. A, a draw, you know, not, set set out not to lose. Basically, I think he's a bit. I think, I think he'd be a bit fearful of the fans of dropping Bod Varson mm. again because obviously he's such a cult hero now, sort of thing. I think he'd be a little bit fearful of him being of dropping him. So and no integration, perhaps, of a, a Texier or a Cavalera on the bench again. Well, I think we tried, or even four four two. But we tried four four two against Leeds, and it clearly didn't work. Mm. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't be saying. Yeah, I think you'll see a replacement, Wallace Cavallero. You've got. Mm. You, you, you couldn't have Wallace playing again after that. He was shocking. And when sh- he fell over, I mean, you could see his, his confidence was just gone. Yeah. it was lower than anything I've seen after that when he fell over. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad for him, but like yeah. his confidence had gone. I, mean, I, th- I think to put him out at home after that and put him at Molyneux uh, on pressure, TV I as think well. it'd be, I mm. think it'd be a tough call for the kid. Yeah. Mm. Go back to Derby. I've just looked at my stats. I think they lost to Huddersfield under Steve McLaren. I think they've had about I've had a couple of wins in the Steam Camp, but they are 19th, which I hadn't realised. I didn't realise they were lower than us in the league. Um, we, we've had some interesting games with Derby over recent years. Last season at home, a game which we all thought we were going to eat, going to lose. We won 2 1, thanks to your George Savile. George Savile. Your worst thing you ever done was score two goals. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Your, your favourite player, yeah. George Savile. It could be one of those games again where you, if, if you go into it, you not you don't really think that Wolves are probably going to get a win from it. But it would be typical Wolves to have a performance, especially if Wolves have confirmed a manager by that point, but obviously can't manage that game. They'll be they'll be up for it to try and impress a new manager. Yeah, it's a game of it's a game of football. There's no yeah. reason why they can't win. I mean, no. they can't be, like when you say about setting up to get a draw, I'm thinking, good lord, it's come to something. When we're setting mm. up at home against Derby County to get a draw, mm. we might as well all go and get start somewhere, some getting some new hobby. I think if, if we if we're doing that, <laughs> but I it's mean, weird. It's, it's Derby. It's weird with Derby though because again on paper they've got a very good team, but it just yeah, but doesn't. So have we. Yeah, when yeah, you look at the work. squad, yeah. it doesn't work, does it? I mean. Again, go back to that 08 09 season when you looked at the team we had. I mean, the likes of like Carl, Carl Henry, Dave Edwards, like um, David Jones. I mean, if you look at some of those players, like Ulumo is pretty much a journeyman. You look at some of those players, like, Price, that's a bit. But we, Camaraderie is a yeah. big factor. Mm. You know, you wouldn't get teams like Burnley doing so well because mm. you look at Burnley, you think, oh, you look down the sheet, you think, oh, you don't see many lines you would like him, like him, like yeah. him. To be honest with you, most, most football fans have been, heard of half the team, yeah. they don't even know who they are. But they they work well as a team. They, they, they and the manager links them together, and they play for Burnley Football Club. And that's what do you want something like that, or do you want, you know, a load of flash Aries who can all play futsal till the cows come home, and you know they could go in the street and juggle the ball for eighteen hours non-stop and flick it around the back of their head. Or do you want people who put the ball in the net? I, know, I, 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 I think I think I want the first one, John. <laughs> I don't want to see goals. I want to be entertained for eighteen hours. <laughs> But the, I guess it, in recent games of Derby, at least you'll guarantee we can guarantee we're going to see some kind of exciting game in terms of we're either going to get walloped 
or we're going to win in Fatic style. You're going to get... You want a mixture of both, yeah, really. That's what yeah. you ideally want. But the first you thing you're going to do is go score goals. You want a Kevin Keegan style. Let's, you go for it, score five, and we'll score six. Yeah. Go for we'll it. We'll go outscore yeah. you, basically. <laughs> Uh, what do we think then for Derby County on Saturday lunchtime predictions what's your gut telling you right now of Tuesday evening recording Wolves v Derby John 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. and the goal scorer for Wolves are you going to put your Helder Costa Ooh. Costa didn't have his coffee uh, I'm going to say 1-0 Wolves I Ooh. think Rob Edge is going to stay in charge. I don't think, we're, I don't <laughs> I think, think Rob Edge is going to score. <laughs> I think, sub himself up. I think we have we won't have a manager by then. I think they'll st- he'll, he'll still be in charge. I think Connor Cody will get some sort of scrappy goal. Yeah. And then everybody will think give Rob Edwards the job. <laughs> and then yeah. typical Wolves. We'll give Rob Edwards the job by Christmas. We'll be twenty fourth. And then that's it. All because of Derby. My gut at the moment is telling me we're going to lose, and it's going to be like a two one defeat. Yeah. I don't like obviously going against Wolves, but at the moment it's telling me it's. So not how, do you, work. how do you see the season panning out then, Dave? I mean, we're, we're, we're hosting it now. What, how do you? What, 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 no, I, don't, I don't like being a pundit. It's all in the. No, I don't. I'm not allowed opinions. No, just. I, I think if we bring in someone like Lambert, we'll easily just consolidate. I can't see us going for promotion this season. I think in January. They'll, I think a lot. Look at the squad size. They'll ship players out. They'll try and sell players if they can. People like James Henry. I think they'll yeah. try and get rid of him again. Well, I think he's you may see, something in the season. You might yeah, see yeah. Bags Sandell coming back. Depending, I don't know if it's a season loan at Sheffield United. Or I think just, I think they want to. I think they want to sign him though. Yeah. I think there's. I think there's something in place for him to go. So you never know there. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Portuguese lads, as in the loan lads, goes back. Can they go back? I, d- I don't. I don't know what the rules are, but I wouldn't be surprised if we'll see more going out than coming in. Obviously, Zyra and Graham will need to get to match finish anyway. Well, I think Zyra is pretty much out for the season yeah. anyway. But uh, I think yeah. Graham could be. Well, tall. Graham tweeted the day saying um, six yeah. to eight weeks. So that's roughly about January time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it, it, I think it just depends how open foes and are in January to, to buying people if they. I don't know whether even I don't the, think we'll buy many people no, unless, we, unless we have a right run of results yeah. between yeah. now and or we have a massive clear out and literally get rid of all the general mm. like Savalls Evax Landales mm. James Emery just get rid of but again January is such a difficult time to do to do business yeah. you might find one or two people coming in and I think our expectations have to be realistic in January of you mm. might find one or two coming in and that's it and I think I think we'll see a January where we don't do much, and it, by then we already have thought, you know what? So a typical Wolves transfer window. Yeah, but I think I think by January it will be a case of we've already, we've already kind of admitted defeat in some ways, and we might as well get ready for next season, which is always the case. And perhaps Fosen in this first year have almost learnt from their mistakes, and they'll put in place the right steps for the following summer. And the aim will be next season. Because when they said as soon as possible to get in the Premier League, I didn't see that as this season. I, that was no, very that was a very I open statement. Yeah. I also saw, but I saw that as, season. I yeah, I saw yeah. that as two years Yeah, ago. I did as well. But. And I, I just think, we'll, we're, I think, let's see how whoever the new manager is and how they start. But I think it's likely to be someone like Lambert and his job will be try and do as best as you can. But I think it will just be a consolidation. 10th, 11th. I know that sounds really unambitious, but I think we've, we've with how we've been playing recently, I think we've we've all got to be realistic of 
just steadying the ship and getting some wins back again. I mean, easy Saturday could be seven without a win. Yeah, one of the things they've got to start doing is getting some getting people through the gate. Yeah, well, our attendances are shocking, and it, like that, what what what? It surprises me how the Wolverhampton public hasn't really bought into this takeover mm, at yeah. all. I mean, with the crowds are no better than were last year. But we're having nil nil draw after nil nil draw, and people are going, "This is terrible." But we're still we're getting as good a crowd as we're getting now. And the, and the, so the, but there's been a big. T- yeah. Everybody wanted Morgan out, Moxie out. They've had all that. We've had a big takeover, and yet we're, we're, we're just, still struggling. We're just fall, we're just falling over the twenty thousand, yeah. and that was because we obviously had a very big away following from Leeds. I think there should be but, a, a special John Bab investigates well, to it, find out. I think people have just found other things to do. And mm. I think you've struggled to once. Once people do that, you know, you hear about people who are season ticket holders. They're going and watching Stourbridge every week now, and they're happy yeah. doing it. Then. Against modern football, you can, well, it's just difficult. I'd like to see it. John Bab investigates a special fan cast, <laughs> Ch- Channel Five documentary. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll finish the podcast this week very quickly on Twitter corner. Your chance to send us your Wolves and non-Wolves related questions, and we will answer them. Uh, we'll start off with our very own Richard Hobbs, who said, "Who would you rather spend the day with, Rob Edwards or Dave Edwards?" Dave Edwards. Dave Edwards. <laughs> Straight away. Dave Edwards. Dave. Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. But you can only pick Rob or Dave Edwards, John. No, yeah. I want Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Finn on Twitter says uh, would you consider introducing the likes of Bright, Ronan and Ennis into the squad currently on fire for the under-23s which you know they are second in the Premier League too they had another good win uh, the other night would you see the integration of, of those players or is it still kind of too early I think it's a bit too early I think they all need a decent loan deal where they're going to get first team regular first team football but I think again you're looking at that like Connor, is Connor Hunt He's, yeah. not, he's not getting the game now. Where he hasn't even featured, like, even on the bench for like 10 games. So. Mm. He started yeah. off getting games, didn't he? And now, yeah. now he's not getting mm. on the sheet at all. So that, that loan's not much use to him. But yeah, was, I mean, he came on for a couple of games yeah. last year, didn't he? Against Bristol and whatever. And it, it, I was just going to yeah. say, he, he didn't set the. I think if, they, if, they were, right. if they were good enough anyway, they'd be playing first team football, put it that way. Mm. I think, regardless, I think. How, if you're old, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Mm. I mean, you look at Rooney and Sterling; they were good enough at that age, mm. so they're in the team. So, yeah, I think if you're going to argue that case for the under twenty threes and stuff like that, so I think the squad's big enough anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom Reese says, "What are the three best cheeses?" John, are you a, are you a fan of cheese? No. no I'm not. <laughs> Disgusted John is thinking, please don't ever ask me those type of questions ever again. Craft triangles. <laughs> Dare really Are you not a cheese fan, John? Do you not fancy a bit of Wednesdaydale now and then? A bit of all, Ooh, you know, a, a bit of, you know what? It's a Friday night, I'm fee- you know, to end of a tough week, spicy Mexican. No, I'd go when you said Wednesdaydale, just reminded me of Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> Get me cheese, Gromit. Yeah. <laughs> about Applewood smoked. Yes. Aye. Yes. Aye. I'll have a bit of Applewood smoked, John. Aye. We'll have a, we'll have a late night cheese and crackers party, shall <laughs> oh, we? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you bring you bring the crackers, I'll bring the cheese, okay. and we'll we'll have a variety like like like, like wine testing. We'll have a variety of cheeses to test. Just Some blue. Then suck up in a spit of <laughs> You have to cheese. guess. You have to guess what the other cheeses are. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of blue cheese. Oh, yeah. no. you, you'll like it more as you get older. It's one of these things. <laughs> when you get you older, start when, off when from lager, and then you move to bitter, and you're <laughs> mild. You you know you're on the. You'll learn when you're older, son. You'll learn when you're older. But we'll finish off with a, a good tweet from uh, Joe uh, Bromley, who says, following uh, Staller's or Solbacken's criticism, can the Fancastian's name the starting lineup? 
for his last game in charge. Crikey, so we did this on the podcast game. last uh, last week uh, for one of Wolves' games against Leeds back in, in the Prem, in the Premier League days. Uh, I luckily have the lineup here. I do say because I think he's a. Uh, I think Kevin Foley yeah, played. So in goal, who was in goal? Let's let's. It was Carly Kimi. Kimi. Carly yeah. Kimi goal. It was a really strong side. It was pretty much four man defence. It's a four four. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a four four two easily. So it was Ward. Yeah. Was Johnson. Yeah. Just Stearman? No, I'm going to go to John there. We'll play a game like this, go back and forth. John to, John to Steele, another defender. So we've got Ikeem in goal, Ward and Johnson. Christoph Berra. Berra, yeah. Next one. Kevin Foley. Kevin Foley. It's still John's go until he, until he gets one wrong. So that's the four-man defence. Carl Henry. Carl Henry midfield, yeah. Three others. One obvious one Bakary here. Bakary Sacco. Yeah. Oh, John's... I, I, I'm not Dave even... Edwards. No, no. It goes back to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so two, two more midfielders and obviously two strikers. I think this is probably the, the, the difficult one because the striker is probably going to be obvious. Yeah, Jamie O'Hara. Jamie Now, I'll be interested if you get this last one. So what, that, one, one just, more midfielder. One. one more midfielder, two more strikers. Wing, that's the that, winger of that season. That gives you a bit of a, an indication there. I'll be surprised if you get this one. Is it Peshka? No, back no, to John. Yeah. Back to John. Everyone's listening on tender hooks here. Adam Hamill. No. Back to Alex. Don't you be looking at your phone, Francis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bloody hell, that season. Uh, we had some rubbish that season. Uh, Ford? Yes. Was it? It's Ford. So the strikers. Oh, it was um, Ivan Slack and Kevin Doyle. Yeah. That's the starting lineup. Look how times have changed. Peshko yeah. did come on, I remember him coming on. Yeah, he did it? Yeah. I thought there was that thing about the number of appearances. We got a pa- that was a, yeah, it was a big room that was, wasn't we it? got to pay Cologne. <laughs> if, if he made 20 I'll, appearances or something. I love, I, I love football rooms. He made rumors. loads of appearances and we just never saw him again. He was yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got injured. But there was another thing about how apparently, you know, rumoured Saunders didn't like players of, 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 his, of his height and he preferred taller players. Well, who were taller than him? Yeah. But no, he liked... Plays taller than, 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 than at his of his height. Well, but, taller than Dean Saunders himself. You <laughs> all the players are going to be taller than him. But I love all the I love all these football rumours. How players you know they can't play because of certain appearances and stuff like that. Right. It's part and parcel of football, isn't it? Mm. Mm. You do get that John. John doesn't believe that. I think he thinks that's you true. do get a football manager after yeah. a certain amount of loan appearances. You go, I'm like not five hundred grand. Yeah. And you just think, oh my life, but he's in really good form. <laughs> won't play him no more. That's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new web solution or web design, check them out at operacreative.com. And you can find us all over social media. Just type in Wolves Fancast on your social media platform and you'll probably find us there. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about that game against Derby County. Uh, but for this week, it's bye from the Baron. Goodbye. Bye from Alex. Goodbye. And it's bye from me. See you next time. 